Hi, this is Patty Negri, and you're listening to The Witching Hour on My Paranormal Network. Hi, welcome to The Witching Hour. I am Patty Negri, and I will be your host for this hour journey into the other worlds. I am a psychic, medium, and good witch, and you might recognize me from my regular appearances on the Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures, now Discovery Plus's Ghost Adventures, or some of my other shows, or my book, Old World Magic for the Modern World. But this, this is The Witching Hour. This actually is my baby. This is my passion. The Witching Hour, what is that, you might say? Well, actually, the witching hour is somewhere between midnight and 3 a.m. when the veil between the worlds is the thinnest and magic happens. But this witching hour is whenever you're listening to my podcast. And this podcast, I bring you my lifetime of spiritual experiences and education. And best of all, I bring you my guests from all over the world who are the best in the world in their fields, in science, metaphysics, spirituality, hypnosis, astrology, and all things supernatural. And today is no exception. Today I've got somebody really, really wonderful, and I'm so happy to have him. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about my guest, Gary Galka. You go, oh, I know him. Gary Galka is the founder and CEO of DAS Distribution Inc., an electronics manufacturing company which began operation in 1983. For over 38 years, Gary has utilized his engineering discipline as a problem solver to help automate, increase manufacturing production, efficiency, and improve product quality for many Fortune 500 companies, such as Johnson & Johnson, United Technologies, General Electric, Corning Fiber, and others. So Gary's well-versed in utilizing scientific theories and empirical evidence as a foundation for problem solving and designing equipment. So what is he doing on the witching hour, you might say? <laughs> well, that's why he's here. Um, due to a sudden turn of life events combined with unexplainable experiences opened a window which allowed him to better understand and visualize life from a completely different perspective. While maintaining a clear mind, focus, and determination, Gary's path has now transitioned into acquiring a better understanding of metaphysics and exploring the fundamental features of reality that may exist well beyond our physical perception. He is the creator of such devices as the Melmeter, PSB7, the SB11, Spirit Boxes, RemPod, RTEVP, APF Processor, and over 30 other products designed specifically focused on obtaining additional knowledge and better understanding of this field. And I did meet Gary on the four-hour live version of Ghost Adventures, where he was there, and I, I, I totally fangirled out. It was amazing. So let me introduce you, my friend and the very smart and amazing Gary Galka. Hi, Gary. Hi, Patty. It's nice to see you. It is so good to see you. Thank you so much for coming on my show. It's my pleasure. So tell everybody who doesn't maybe know, how did you go from this very science inventor kind of guy into this world of metaphysics? Well, there, there are two, two stories there, Patty. Do you want the short version or the long version? The medium version. I'm a Libra. The medium version. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's go back about 15 years ago. Um, we're a typical family with three daughters, my wife and I, and uh, we had a, a sudden tragic uh, situation in which our oldest daughter, Melissa, was killed in a car accident. And um, it was a very um, uh, difficult time, as you can imagine, for everybody in the family. You know, we went through that and uh, we went through three days of um, being with her in the hospital while she was on life support. And at the end of that three days, it was determined that there was no hope and we had to let her go. So after that occurred, and you know, the other thing I wanna mention is uh, I can talk from a position of strength today because of all of the wonderful things and experiences that, that we have had as a family, not just me individually. It's uh, something that's been shared between my wife, myself, and our other two daughters. So what ended up happening was we started, we came home, and uh, the moment we entered our house, um, my youngest daughter, Heather, mentioned that she could smell Melissa around her. And I said, I could, I could smell it too. That's how it all started right there. And um, from there, we had a lot of incredible experiences. Um, I would be so uh, 
don't know. I guess I, I would be, it would be wrong for me to try to ignore all of the signs and gifts that she was trying to provide to us just to let us know that she was okay in someplace else. So we ended up with the doorbell ringing. We ended up with the TV channels turning. We ended up with the radio coming on. We ended up with some physical things occurring that allowed me to physically engage and talk and to feel her. Um, my wife was feeling hugs while she was doing the dishes, uh, a kiss on the cheek. Um, my younger daughter would uh, say that Melissa visited her uh, while she was sleeping, or she would say, come downstairs to go over to her friend's house in the, the days uh, that have passed and say, um, okay, mom, I did my homework. Dad, I fed the fish. Oh, and by the way, I saw Melissa brushing her hair in the upstairs bathroom. Now, when you start to hear these things and you start compiling all this incredible stuff, I mean, stuff that you never thought about before, um, it makes you open your eyes and you start to think of things from a different perspective. And that's kind of like what started to push me in that direction. It was a direction that I feel that I had to pursue. Um, otherwise, I would be letting her down for not uh, paying attention or ignoring her. And I, I didn't want to ignore it, no matter what my feelings were, no matter how I felt about things that I couldn't prove. I just wanted to follow my heart. And that's what we did. That is beautiful. So you started inventing things that you could talk to her with, right? Yeah, I mean, those are little transitional changes that occurred, but in order to get there, there were little stepping stones. So she had to provide me with little tools for me to understand before I could take those little elemental tools, compile them into something that formed a block, and then take that building block and then mold it into something that I could use. So in the coming days, weeks, and months, there were times when, for example, um, on her birthday, on her 18th birthday, I can remember waking up, it was snow on the ground, it was February 14th, her birthday's on Valentine's Day. And I remember I was kind of like in between sleep and I heard a buzzing sound. And the buzzing sound came over above my head while I was laying in bed and it, it oscillated. The vibration increased, it decreased. And I remember extending my arm, but it wasn't my physical arm. It was like an out-of-body experience and touching it. And I could feel the energy vibrate through me. So I felt vibrations. So there's one little element. I knew that she could vibrate at a different frequency. So now I had to determine, okay, how do I take that bit of knowledge? So I stored that in the vault in my mind. And then I had another situation where um, she helped me have an out-of-body experience. Um, and in that out-of-body experience, it started like this. Uh, Cindy, my wife Cindy, was downstairs making lunch for the girls to go off to school. I was still in bed. It was around 7 a.m. And I uh, was in that little alpha state of consciousness and I heard someone walk into the bedroom and thinking that it was my wife looking for change for the kids for, for whatever, um, you know, for their lunch or, or something. Uh, I didn't really pay attention to it, but then I became aware. I became aware of a presence and that presence was telling me it's Melissa. And then I felt her sit on the edge of the bed. I felt the bed depressed down and I started talking to her from here. So all of my thoughts were conveyed into her and she was conveying her thoughts back to me. So we were exchanging actual conversation through our minds. Then I felt her slowly put her head down onto my chest. She put her head on my chest and, um, and she used to do that all the time. You know, she used to come home from her date or she'd come home mm -hmm from gymnastics and she'd run into the room, do a cartwheel, lay on the bed and put her head on my chest, okay? And um, and I took my right arm, again, it wasn't my physical arm and my arm and hand merged with hers and I remember stroking her hair. And it wasn't quite the way we would imagine it, 
um, when she would lay on me and put her head on me, I, I would, you know, just take her hair and twist it around my finger or play with her ear a little bit or something like that. But, um, and it was just when my energy merged with hers, there was an exchange. It was almost euphoric in nature. It was, you could feel every ounce of, of her being, being merged with yours to some extent. It's hard to explain, but um, it, it was very nice. It just, it just warmed my heart. It made me feel like she was there. She was looking out for us. She was checking in on us. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't like uh, she's like hanging out in her room and stuff and just, you know, listening to the stereo like she used to do. No, she was visiting us to check in and make sure we were okay. So she gave me the opportunity to experience um, a spiritual contact at that point. And so I knew that spirit communication was possible, um, even if it was through conscious energy or thought process. And since then, um, I've developed the ability to receive those kinds of messages. I've developed it. I looked at that as a very important tool. You know, even though I may make and design equipment, uh, I think our bodies are the most impressive tool of all. You know, and so I I chose to exercise that part of me um, to full extent to try to develop it to be better at it. That's just a skill that I've learned. But I every single little thing that I've done with her has given me an opportunity to pick something up. And then I've taken those things and I've tried to um, uh, take those thoughts and those ideas and put them into a product that would be logical so that other people might be able to experience some of the phenomena that I've enjoyed and that's helped me to heal. It's helped us all to heal, Patty, like you wouldn't yeah. believe, you know? That's that's what it is about it's to about me that me, even that, the gift that I have in mediumship, which it's not sounding weird to me because that's how I feel spirit. And I do yeah. think people can learn that. And what the things that you do, like with that equipment, is such a confirmation to somebody like me who has felt and experienced that my whole life. But like, oh, now look, other people can too. And that's what it is. So that's, you're doing amazing work with that. It's, um, it's probably the most important thing for me to do um, it really depends on the person that I'm trying to help. Um, there, there are a lot of people out there who have uh, had similar losses with their children, a parent, whatever it might be. Uh, and, and you feel for them. My heart breaks for them because I can remember going through, through this horrible phase in my life, my children. Um, you know, I can remember being at the hospital and my middle daughter, Jennifer, you know, passing out my arms when we told her that Melissa had had to transcend to heaven and, you know, carrying her to a couch to lay her down. I mean, it was horrible. And then you have to go through the healing process with your kids. And my first thought wasn't about me. It was about how do I protect my children or how do I protect my wife? How do we continue on as a family? Um, when such an important part of that family has been taken away to some extent. So you're always, my whole life has always been one of uh, compassion and caring for others um, to the extent that, you know, a lot of times if somebody has a similar problem, I've, I've given away so much of my stuff. <laughs> I've given away so much of my stuff. Um, but um, especially when I created the Melmeter, um, we used to, I've given away hundreds of units, hundreds and hundreds of units, but um, it was, it's really about just trying to touch somebody else's life and make a difference um, on an everyday basis. And I try to practice that. I try to practice what I preach and that's the only way to, to do it in my opinion. So that's, I agree with you 100%. You're walking your talk or whatever that is. And it is about helping people. So I, being a medium, I know, aren't you doing a lot of like work with mediumship and things like that in your work and kind of hmm. combining the two words, worlds? Yeah, well, there, there are some really interesting things that have happened uh, as of late. Uh, last year, um, just prior to um, the current world situation that we're all faced with, yeah. um, 
we um, I was asked uh, by a medium that I, I met a local here. In, I live in New Hampshire. And um, she asked me if I would be interested in attaining um, or obtaining some some insight into her world, you know, mm-hmm. and I I would never turn down knowledge or wisdom or gaining some sense of experience in any field, uh, especially when it's offered to me for free. <laughs> so so I said, sure, you know, um, her name was uh, Brandy Wells, um, a very nice lady. And uh, she has a, uh, a really cool metaphysical shop uh, in Keene, New Hampshire. And I said, sure, I'll be happy. I'd love to attend an event. She goes, okay, we'll, we'll do it together. And uh, she did the promotion. And uh, we ended up with uh, a really nice group of uh, maybe 35, 40 people in a room. Very, very cozy atmosphere. And uh, we had a chance to talk and interact with people and just enjoy each other's company for a while. Now, um, when this particular event unfolded and we called it a spirit circle, I was sitting at the head of the room and I had just created a device called an APF. It's It's an audio processing system. And what this audio processing system allows me to do is it allows me to combine uh, one of my other elemental products, which is called uh, an SB7 spirit box. And we had a microphone and a very large speaker on a pedestal that was aiming at the 35, 40 people in the audience. Brandy proceeded to walk around the room. And as she walked around the room, she was drawn towards a particular woman among one of maybe 10 or 12 that she did a reading for. But in my heart, I was hoping she would be drawn to Wendy uh, because Wendy uh, comes from the old town that I used to live in, in Connecticut. And Wendy's son, Ryan, passed away. And Wendy's son, Ryan, used to go to high school with Melissa. So, so... (laughs) So Wendy and uh, and and Brandy uh, ended up connecting during this particular session, and um, right away Brandy said, "You know, I'm detecting a male presence. You know, um, he's not a, a child. I see him as a young adult." And um, prior to this whole thing happening, before I left for the spirit circle, I want to preface this by saying that I asked Mel. Melissa, our daughter Melissa, to please help Ryan come through for his mother. Okay. And she does. Whenever I ask her for something, she always follows through, Patty. It is absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. So so I actually have a recording and um, I would like to maybe tell you what's being said in case you need a little bit of a translation, but I have yes, a recording yes. I'd love to, love to share it with you. Please, please. Would you like to hear that? I would love to hear it. Okay. Play great. away. All right. So let me, um, let me see if I can pull up this file and um, let's see if I can start it. So let me give you a little example about what it is um, that you're about to hear. Basically, um, you end up with Brandy and she connects with the mom, Wendy. And what you're going to hear is the first thing you're going to hear is a spirit that says they have family in the room. All right. Now, keep in mind, this was heard by everybody in the room. This isn't just something that and you're going to hear it also on the tape. Then you hear another spirit say they found a way into heaven. And then you're going to hear my daughter, Melissa, say, Ryan's right here. And then you're going to hear Ryan come through loud and clear and say, hi, mom. After he says, hi, mom, um, it's everybody is, is like listening to this. And what I do is I end up taking my device and backing it up, which gives me the ability in real time to back the device up and replay it for the group to make sure that everybody can hear it clearly. And then 
what we hear is Ryan speak again, and he says, Grandma Green. Green is in the color green, okay? And there's a little interesting story about that, but he had two grandmas. One lived in a blue house, one lived in a green house. Yeah. So he called her Grandma Green, okay? And um, then you hear uh, Grandma Green say, she speaks out and she says, Grandmother. And then she says, Grandma. And then you hear uh, Ryan say, that's Grandma Green, okay? And then you, um, we go back and I'm talking to the group and everything else. And Ryan um, speaks to another spirit in the background. He says, did they hear me? And the other spirit says, they did. So that's what you're, you're about to hear. I hope everybody can hear it clearly. I'm gonna put a little, I have a separate portable speaker here. Let's just go right into it. Here we go. Hey there, how about you? My son. Say your name. Wendy. Wendy. And just say my son again. I'm trying to get that board of energy. My son. Come forward, spirits to fall away so he can come forward and speak through the box. If you are here, can you say I'm here? Hi, Mom. Okay, let's back up. He says Grandma Green, all right, but you didn't say Grandma Green until you heard it, right? Right, right. Well, she said that she felt a female presence and that she lived green. a long life. Yeah. She died at 68. Yeah. His other grandmother passed away at like 85. Yeah. But we heard Green. Yeah. And she, she said, green. what I yeah. Here, let's... Uh... being said here. Yeah, so I'm going to pull back. I just want to honor that wow. um, That's nice. very present with you. He's definitely working with you. Nice, Wendy. Okay. Wow. wow. Is that loud, amazing? That loud and clear. That is amazing. Well, I hope I hope that, that you were able to hear that because that's pretty extraordinary. And at the very end, there was a male spirit says something like, same as before. And then he said, same as before. And um, what's really interesting is there's a case in point where technology merged with mediumship and it validates uh, that some people like yourself have incredible qualities and gifts that can be used to uh, extend and help others. And all I'm trying to do is, is take the, that experience, which was very clear with Wendy and, and her son, and allow all the other people in that room that maybe not maybe didn't have that same connection for some reason, which is unexplainable by itself. But um, at least they all had an opportunity to see that, oh my goodness, that son came through for that mom. There's life after death, yeah. you know? It opens your eyes a little bit. And when he says, hi, mom, um, that's pretty clear to me. And uh, the other thing of, of hearing Melissa, I can clearly identify her voice and she came through and she said, Ryan's right here. 
some people, when you share stuff like that, they don't hear um, a lot of the things that are being said because their mind isn't open to receiving those types of things. You know how it works, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It comes, it comes through, it's almost like you have to develop that part of your sense um, in consciousness to be able to translate some of those things from spirit before um, it can be appreciated for what it truly is. And I think we're all going to get there someday. Yeah. It's just some people are evolving a little bit faster than others, you know? Yeah, I think we overthink because I talk very much left brain, right brain. When I work with people, you have to just shut down that logical, try to that trying so hard and just allow yeah. that create spiritual side to take over. So, you know, there's even exercises you can do. There's all like like you learn to be able to connect out of body. There's yes. things you can really intent is everything. And then different practices that you can tune into spirit. I think everybody can totally increase their gifts. I agree with that. And, you know, it doesn't stop. My experiences just didn't stop with uh, Melissa. I mean, I've, I've had um, communications with my mom. I've had communications with my dad. Um, my dad was not a believer. And I took care of him for a couple of years before he passed away. Um, and I remember trying to share some of my experiences with Melissa and with um, my mom that passed away 10 years before my dad but share those experiences with him. And my dad always said, you know, it's lights out, Gary, you know, it's lights out when, when it's time, it's done, you're, you know, there's nothing more. And I'm like, dad, what do I have to do to get through to you? You know, um, we started talking, um, we started talking about pets and uh, I said, come on, dad, there's gotta be something that, uh, that happened in your life that, that opened your eyes a little bit. He goes, well, you know, now that you mention it, he goes, Patch, Patch was his cat. Um, I felt about a month ago, I felt a cat jump on the bed. Now, Patch passed away. And and I felt him walk over my stomach, come up near my head, purr. And then I felt him curl up next to my leg. I'm like, Dad, what did you do? You know, and he goes, well, I turned on the light, but there was nothing there. I said, Dad, you had your first experience. Yeah. How about that? You know, I said, you've never heard voices before anything in the middle of the night. He goes, well, I did. He says, but I had a clock radio in the bedroom. So I just thought it was the clock radio. I said, dad, you got to start opening up your senses a little bit, you know, and you'll receive the things that you're intended to receive. One of the things, one of the things that really made me proud when my dad passed away, he gave me an envelope uh, in the hospital. He said, I don't want you to open this up until I'm gone. And um, after he passed, I opened it up and I read the letter. It was a handwritten letter to, to my sis, my two sisters, myself. At the very end, he said, um, Gare, if I can come back, I'm going to come back and let you know I'm okay. And I, start, I started tearing up at that point, you know, because I got through to the guy. He was a tough guy. I mean, he was a construction worker. I mean, he was, you know, he didn't, you know, he's just one of those guys, you know, hunter, fisherman, that kind of guy, real rough guy. So, um, so for him to break down a little bit and mellow out for me and, and say that meant a lot to me. So it was um, about, I would say, a month and a half, two months after he passed away. I was in one of my dreams and I got yanked out of my dream, found myself standing in the middle of a meadow someplace with some stone pillars. And... Um, my dad comes walking over the knoll and he walks up to me. He goes, did you miss me? Just like that. Did you miss me? And that's something he would have said. And he smiled. And I spoke back to him. I said, I do. I miss you. I'm glad you made it. And the other thing that happened. So, you know, a week after, about a week after my dad had passed, um, I was working with one of my uh, machines, my equipment, uh, the SB7 spirit box. And I was just testing something on it. I'm not sure what I was testing, maybe some filter or something. And uh, I recorded it. I recorded everything I do so I can check things out. After I recorded it, I was listening back and I hear like that. And I'm like, what the heck was that? You know, that doesn't sound right. And I back it up. And, and so I, um, I said to my wife, I'm like, 
this this is really weird. You know, this that shouldn't be there based on on the sweep speed. You know, milliseconds going by. This should be like a, 10, 10 pulses per second. This was like embedded into one of the milliseconds. So I slowed it down. Um, I slowed it down like 80%. And I hear Melissa's voice say, your, your father's fine with me. That's all she said. Your father is fine with me. Then she says, Melissa, just like that. Mm-hmm. And so what, you know, it, it's like, okay, so not only do I have, uh, you know, Melissa talking to me, but she's letting me know that my dad is fine on the other side with her, you know, wherever that place is. Okay. This alternate, you know, realm of existence, this, which is fairly close by. Um, I just don't know where it is. (laughs) And, uh, there's her voice, you know, it's all around us. Right. Um, and there she, there she is telling me that my father's fine, you know, with her. And then she signs off Melissa as cute and beautiful as you could ever imagine uh, in her pure voice. And um, I'm like, unbelievable. And while I'm listening to that little bloop, she's coming through in my head and telling me it's her and what the words are to slow it down. So she's actually directing me. And during the times, and this isn't unusual because a lot of times when I make stuff, spirits will start talking to me not just in my head, but through my devices and telling me what to do. They're telling me, speed it up, slow it down, change the speaker, you know, um, you know, <laughs> whatever the case may be. They're telling me what to do. So I just, I listen. And if it makes sense to me, I'll do it. If it doesn't make sense, I'll still do it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's fascinating. And in my understanding, time and space doesn't really exist on the other side. So that would make sense that you'd have to slow something down, speed it up and do like that. That just kind of works with how I understand spirit since I was a kid. That's fascinating. And the other thing that yeah seems fascinating to me is that your dad w- was softened by an animal. You know how common that is? Just like... Yeah. You know, pets, dogs and cats can soften people so fast in in real life. I love that spirit animals, too, because, again, doing my seances since I was a kid, some of the first people or people who come are are dogs and cats. It's like, who has the three legged German shepherd? They're under the table. (laughs) It's like it's like it's it's, that's beautiful. People are always asking, you know, um, do our pets, you know, get to the other side and one of the things um, that happened within the past few weeks, and I shared it with my audience on on Twitter, was because um, they they asked me those questions all the time, and I said, I said absolutely. In fact, let me just tell you that you know I had a situation where I was listening to something and I heard Melissa come through that I didn't hear live at the time, but she says, "Hi, Daddy," and, you know, "Love you." Just very simple. And I was listening to the audio later um, at my desk, and I I said to my wife I said listen to this there's Mel's telling me that she loves me and so once I saw that and she knew I just sensed that she was around I started talking to her out loud I always do that it, because they hear us and I treat her just like I would my other two girls and give her the same amount of attention I, I would them why not because she can hear me I may not hear her but I know that she hears me so I said to her you know and in that conversation I said um by the way you know we had a lab, a chocolate lab, and her name was Holly. And I said, is Holly still with you? How's Holly doing, right? So that night I go to bed and um, I wake up, kind of like wake up, but it wasn't really a wake up. It was just a change of um, consciousness. And uh, I find myself sitting on the couch in my house and I hear footsteps on our hardwood floor coming over to me from behind me. And I'm like, oh, it's we have another yellow lab now. Her name is Nala, N-A-L-A. And uh, oh, Nala's coming over, you know, in, in my dream. Come around the corner and there's Holly. Holly comes around the corner, jumps, puts her paws on my lap, starts licking my face, and then sits down next to me. I gave her the biggest hug. So what Mel did in that time, there's a case in point where while I was talking to her, she was listening to me. So she gave me this vision she basically gave me this little storyline in which um, our dog came back and showed me that she was okay too. And that's happened a few times. 
that's happened a few times. So that's just one one thing that's happened recently. Mm-hmm. But it's nice. It's real nice. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, my deceased dog taught my well now she's deceased too but my other dog how to like go, where to go in the house sleep here don't sleep here you see the living dog going okay don't over here okay <laughs> it's like okay they're training them and That's speaking cool. of dogs not to change the subject but yeah. is your lead rim pod tester a dachshund no our little dachshund um that's lola and that's my daughter Jennifer's uh, puppy. So she's at the office every day. You saw that, I take I it. I did. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dachshund freak. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> watching yeah. her walk through the rim pods. She's such a cutie. You know, she's 15 years old. And, um, you know, she's been with us ever since she was just a little teeny puppy the size of my fist, you know? Yep. And, um, and so she loves... She loves um, just participating and doing anything that we do. So we happened to, we just had a big batch of REM pods that we made that day. <laughs> I put them all over the conference room table and I put little teeny snacks next to each REM pod and Lola went bananas, um, triggering everything in the room, you know? <laughs> so everybody enjoyed that. That was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, I saw that and, and fell in love. And that seems so docs. And they do want to be the center of everything. They do want to be involved. And they, they like do. treats. They <laughs> do love little treats. They, little they peanut butter little treats, treats especially. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I'm 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 actually getting I'm looking for one now female long hair dachshund if anybody's looking. Oh, yeah. We lost ours. Pets. Hmm. Make wonderful pets. Yeah, they are the best. I I. <laughs> In my other, besides my mediumship and working with people, if I'm a wiener wrangler, <laughs> I, I I kind of helped the ad agency run the wiener the wiener system, which is a, a West Coast chain of, of hot dog things, and they had wiener dog races, which yeah. they don't race. They go in circles. They have a party. But I yeah. I found myself in Dallas like 20 years ago, or in the middle of nowhere, Texas, surrounded by 200 dachshunds, going. These are the funniest, smartest, most stubborn, wonderful dogs. I must have one. And yeah. then I got Dora, and she was my baby for 14 and a half. So I'm glad your baby's made 15 so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you lost your puppy. But, you know, they just become such an intimate part of the family. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, we went five years um, after Holly passed away. We waited five years before, and the girls had grown up. And, you know, it was just my wife and myself. And I'm like, you know there's something we got to fill that void a little bit, yeah. you know, and let's, let's, you know, get back into it. And, and I love it because, you know, I'm very active on the water and fishing and stuff. And my lab likes to be with me all the time, yeah. no matter what I'm doing. That's yeah. perfect. You're an outdoorsman. A lab is, is probably better than a dachshund yeah. for the, <laughs> the dachshund in the office with the room. <laughs> yeah. You know, have you ever seen a dachshund going through a foot of snow? It doesn't work very well. Yeah. <laughs> My girl, well, I'm in LA, so my girl saw yeah. a snow once, and it was last November. We tried to go up the state to like Fresno, the middle of the state, and we got snowed in on the on the pass, and it was her first snow experience, and it was like the funniest thing ever. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah, but because they're true. so short, you know. Um, anyway, I don't know how much time we have left. So, anything you want to give people uh, what you're working on now, or any thoughts or wisdom or advice you would like to give? Yeah. My beautiful listeners. I, um, you know, that's, there's a lot going on in my life right now. Um, I, I think I told you I'm going to be a grandfather for the first time. So that's an exciting thing, you know. I mean, I've been waiting a long time for that. And uh, so um, we're so excited, ecstatic over that. Um, but the, um, I do want to, I did have a really interesting uh, vision occur with, uh, within the past, I'd say, month and a half, two months that, I would love to share. It's a very short little thing, little tale Please. that I, I could tell you. It was, it's more like a phone call. It's, you know, in my mind, I visualized Melissa like in a phone booth someplace. It was kind of an awesome thing that happened. It starts off basically like all my dreams, I'm in a dream, and then something interrupts the dream. It's not like a dream that just, you know, a boring kind of thing and you don't remember it. Whenever I have an experience with Melissa, um, I usually open my eyes afterwards and I don't recall it at all. And then as I lay there, it all downloads into my mind in great detail. It's very unusual, but she just reinforces everything that's happened. The experience becomes reinforced by her translating and deciphering and putting it all back into my mind clearly. 
And then I find myself starting to talk at 4 a.m. My wife wakes up. She goes, who are you talking to? And I said, I'm just trying to remember everything she's telling me. So um, it basically what ended up happening was I was in a dream. And all of a sudden, I'm laying in bed. And I could see myself lying in bed. And a phone appears above my head. Okay. And I hear Melissa's voice saying, Daddy, Daddy, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And she's calling out to me. And she goes, pick up the phone. So again, I'm looking at the phone floating above my head as my head is on the pillow in bed. So I pick up the phone and she goes, can you know, can you hear me? And I said, hi, honey, uh, I can hear you. And she goes, you can hear me. And she was super excited, super excited. And then she starts, she goes, daddy, you're going to see me. You're going to see my energy. And I'm like, um, okay, I'll, I'll watch for you, you know, um, I didn't know what she was really talking about. And then um, I'm so incredibly impressed by what's happening. I'm like, wait a minute, I have a question. And she goes, well, what's your question? I says, can you see me now? Can you see me, you know, as I'm speaking to you? And she goes, no, not now. She goes, I'm in a different realm. She literally used that word. I'm in a different realm. And she goes, I, Daddy, I want you to watch for my energy. And then I said, you know, okay, I'll watch for your energy. I don't know. I'm thinking, okay, is she going to appear next to the bed? You know, I, you know, I'm trying to get up and start walking around. I don't know what she's talking about. And then as I said that, I hear a girl. Actually, I hear voices in the background. This is really kind of cool. I hear a lot of people in the background talking. And then I hear a girl say, um, who's that? Who are you talking to? And then Melissa goes, my dad and she the girl goes what like what you know like what do you mean your dad and she goes she goes my dad i'm talking to my dad and and then she, she goes daddy um i want you to say hello to my friend she doesn't believe that that you and i can talk together i said okay sure so uh, i could sense a big smile on her face she was all excited and this this girl gets on the phone and she goes uh hello and I said, hi, I'm Melissa's dad. It's nice, nice to meet you. And she goes, uh, it's nice to meet you too. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. how is this even happening? You know, and then, um, then I hear all these voices talking and laughing and stuff. And then um, Mel takes the phone or whatever it was. And she goes, she goes, I told you I could talk to my dad anytime I want. And the girl goes, unbelievable. <laughs> Just like wow. that. And then, um, then she, she started sounding distant. And she goes, Daddy, remember, watch for me. I want you to watch for me. And as her voice started getting fainter and fainter, I just said, I said, give, give Grandma a hug for me. That's my mom. And she goes, I will. And then I heard her say, love you. And then I opened my eyes. Wow. And that was it. Is that amazing? That is amazing. And that is beautiful. And I have never thought about it from the other side, like the skeptic, wait, you could talk to the living. I, I just, <laughs> that just, it just excites me and intrigues me <laughs> and amuses me. I, 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 um, I, it was, I could sense that she was in her element. I mean, I sense that it was no different than, than a group of friends that she would be with here. Um, and she was happy. She was excited. And um, she shared something with someone else that just didn't have that same level of interest or intent, you know, to do the same. Maybe now she knows she can do it. Yeah, so, that yeah. Is, I love that. Education on both sides. I would love for <laughs> you to try something. I have this thing, I call it dream school, but it's actually a way to communicate with the other side. And again, I'm from a non-scientific, all elemental perspective. Mm -hmm. I tell people to put a glass of water by the side of their bed, not to drink it though, because it collects stuff, but a glass of water and then charge the water with like, like a battery for you to be able to communicate. And it really mm -hmm. works. So you should try it since you're really good at this. Yes. So just call it dream school, put it there, just like for me to communicate with Melissa or whoever else, your mother, your, you know, and just yeah. see if, if you get a difference from it, because I have a worked with somebody like you it really works people i it's even it's in my book i call it dream school oh, and then awesome. i do have people download where you got up in the middle of the night and started talking i say i say set your alarm for 10 minutes before and when it goes off hit the snooze and then ask something or give me clarity focus and direction for today go back to sleep you're still in that different brainwave state exactly. and when they wake up i tell them to just commit at least two minutes to journal or write it down whether they feel or don't censor yourself. And it's amazing. So I, you should try the water. I want to hear what you oh. say. 
Yeah, I'll yeah. be happy to try it. Okay. Uh, give it a shot and see how it goes. I um I firmly believe that if you um, want something bad enough and if you ask for something bad enough, um, it will happen for you. And um, you know, the one of the out-of-body experiences that I had um was extremely extraordinary and i asked for that and i kid you not patty for six months every night when i went to bed i said i prayed to whoever and i just said look you know i want to continue my spiritual journey i know that i can do this i'm strong enough to do it you know as long as um i return safely back into my body or whatever i'm wide open for it and I asked for it. So I really kept projecting that out to the universe. And I, I know there are people who believe in that. And I do believe in that. And um, I had one, one situation. Um, I started having out-of-body experiences where, you know, I broke free of my physical body. I looked at my physical body in bed. I touched it. I felt the change in temperature. I looked at my dog. I looked at the clock, the alarm on the wall, my wife, um, all that. And I stood up. When you're out of body, you're not really in a different realm. You're only, I was in my bedroom. I didn't go anyplace. Um, but as I progressed uh, and I got stronger and stronger, I was able to break free of my body in the house. And whatever I thought of, I did. So if I said in my mind, I look at that door and I want to go through the door, it was just a thought. And I started floating through the door. Um, I, in this particular instance, I said, you know, I want to go outside. I floated through the upstairs railing system, uh, and I floated out through the second floor wall, which was all granite, by the way, all stone. And I had all my senses, Patty. I could smell. I could taste. If you, if morning dew, you could taste it. You could just feel it in, in your senses. All of your senses were intact. So you could hear. You could see, you could smell, you could feel. Going through the wall just felt like a little bit of resistance, but it was so simple. And once I was outside, the sun, it was just dawn. It was like 5 a.m., 5.30, 6, whatever. And um, we had about an acre of grass in the front of the house. And I drifted. I wanted to go as far as this event would allow me to go. So I drifted down the driveway and I came to this large oak tree. And I remember coming to that tree and stopping. I couldn't budge. And I go, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. It felt so good. I just wanted to go wherever I could possibly go, but I couldn't go any further. And all of a sudden I felt a door open. Now, a door opening, what does that mean? I felt um, like a pressure change. And here I was in a in our physical realm, in our realm, in my in my own yard, nowhere else. It wasn't like I was in heaven or anything, but I was in the yard and I felt another door open and I, I couldn't see who it was, but I knew it was Melissa. So she grabbed my left hand. She turned me around. She held on to me. Do you know, Patty, when she held my hand, I could feel the fingers. I could feel her palm. I could feel her wrist. And I can remember just taking my fingertips and just touching her like, I'm so freaking amazed, you know? I'm like, Mel, this is so amazing. And I kept transferring that thought and talking to her through our minds. And she squeezed my hand three times and she started bringing me back to the house. Now, apparently I, I went as far as I'm, I was allowed to go, but she's bringing me back to the house and she brought me around the back to the backyard. Now in the backyard, after Mel had passed, in order to handle my own grief, I put in about a thousand hours into this outstanding water garden. This water garden had a pond with koi fish. I had a 10 foot waterfall. I had a brook with a bridge over it. I had um, all kinds of flowers and shrubs. And I put in a bench and a monument, not a monument of sort, but like a little yeah. figurine, like of an angel and stuff like that. So it was Melissa's garden. And I would often go up there and sit down and read a good book, or I would sit there and just meditate a little bit and listen to the water, you know, rippling through the rocks. And, and um, it's just so relaxing. But she brought me over that garden very slowly. She slowed down as if 
she appreciated everything that I did for her. And she just wanted to reinforce with me that she knew that I had put all that time into that. She brought me up to my bedroom window, which overlooked the garden, and she pushed me right through the wall. And I opened my eyes in bed. And that was probably one of the most outstanding experiences I've I've ever had. It really is. That is one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever heard. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Thank you, Gary. I think oh. we are sadly. I'm going to have to have you back. Can you come back another time? Because there's oh, so would, many things I, I want to ask love you. To. I would love um, to. Okay, but for now, tell people where they can find you, how they can find you. Well, okay, I guess there are a couple of ways um, that I engage and uh, communicate with with people with similar interests and uh, common ground. And um, I have a Twitter account, which I, I'm pretty active on. I like to keep up with that. It's uh, at Gary Galka. So it's Gary Galka, G-A-L-K-A. And um, if they need to look at some of the things that, that I created, you can visit our website. And that is www.pro-measure.com. And they can find some of our stuff there. Some so if somebody things. was interested in getting a Melmeter or one of your equipment, they can do that there. Absolutely. And then the, the last thing I want to mention is that we're very, um, very much involved with uh, a number of charities. Um, one is The Cove. The Cove is located in Wallingford, uh, Connecticut, and Mary's Place, which is um, in Windsor, Connecticut. And both of those um, establishments are non nonprofit organizations, and what they cater to is helping uh, children who have lost uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, deal and cope with grief. And Mary's Place does that, and they also help children cope with the loss of a parent. Um, we've been working with them uh, for about 15 years now. And a percentage of everything I do um, that is related to this world goes uh, towards those charities uh, every single year. So that's pretty much um, what's important to me right now. Well, you are an amazing human. You are an amazing spirit being, and I am honored to know you. Um, I, we've, next time we are on the same local plane, I want to do an experiment with you too. I want to oh. experiment. I would love to do that. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes. I would yes. love it. So love it. Uh, <laughs> I'll, hold you to, I'll hold you to it. Okay, I will hold you to it. We will do it. We just got to get across the country in this time that we're not traveling much, but we will get through That's this and let's take all the good stuff we're getting out of this with us as well. All right, Patty. Thank you so, so much. So again, I want to thank you. I want to thank, thank you everybody. Gary Galka, you can find him on Twitter, on his website. He's pretty amazing from the heart out and everywhere in between. Again, my name is Patty Negri. This is The Witching Hour. My, you can find me on my website at pattynegri.com. I am on all the social medias, Patty Negri Psychic Medium on Facebook, patty.negri on Instagram, and at pattynegri on Twitter. I have a YouTube page. Um, so please like me, follow me, like Gary, follow Gary. And you guys remember, magic is everywhere. You just got to look sometimes. Thanks for listening to The Witching Hour. Bye-bye. <laughs>